Welcome to We Fish ASA, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. My name is Steve Sarley. My partner is Dave Kranz. We Fish ASA is always pleased to offer you a conversation with the most interesting, the most informative, the most entertaining, as well as some of the biggest names in the world of fishing. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. In particular, St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion. And Daiwa, we've got your bass covered. Boy, they certainly do. Daiwa Reels. We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available 24-7 everywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, don't forget, you can always get it on our website. Please check out our website. It's wefishasa.com. We Fish ASA is recorded and produced uh, by Dave and I in Northern Illinois. And then we ship it on down to our executive producer, Brad Nearman from Berserk Productions at Land O'Lakes, Florida. Hey, Brad, how you doing? On today's show, we welcome, as normal, Dan Johnston from St. Croix. Going to be a great segment, as always, with Dan Johnston. And then we're going to have on a, a good friend of mine, a good friend of Dave's, Mr. Dave Van Dorn. When, when they say as big as the great outdoors, this is a guy whose heart is as big as the great outdoors. He does so much work for uh, uh, veterans. Wish we would have done this a week ago with uh, Memorial Day having just gone by. But it's always great to have on Dave Van Dorn, who is representing Take a Vet Fishing. Can't wait to hear from Dave. And then I get to visit with uh, one of the hottest fishermen around. Boy, this guy's doing nothing but uh, winning and top tens. He, he is really, really good. He is from Tennessee, and he is Wesley Strader. We'll talk to Wesley shortly, but first let me give it over to uh, Dave Kranz, who's going to bring on Mr. Dan Johnson from St. Croix. Take it away, David. As Steve said, I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast, and this segment is brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Welcome back, Dan Johnston. Hey, Dave. How are you? I am doing good. You know, we're in... Uh, uh, End of spring, we didn't have much of a spring, but summertime, and there's something exciting that's coming up here uh, June 18th. It's uh, St. Croix's Customer Appreciation Day. We always like to talk about it and say what a great event it is and what, what people get to see and hear there and all the, 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 the pros and pro staffers and, and the company people that are there. It's, it's really an event not to be missed, isn't it? It's really fun. It's something, not only is it a really cool part of the country to visit, but it's great fishing uh, right up around our factory. But also it's just, a, it's, you know, I would say this, St. Croix is all about family and culture. And, you know, we're coming up on our 75th anniversary and uh, the owners of the company are there. And, you know, we have food and events and seminars and casting instruction. And obviously people can come up and purchase through our factory store and it, it you know it, i i haven't talked to anybody that has attended it that's regretful that they did and i would also say that there's people that come in from all over the country there were a couple people that came in internationally for this <laughs> that i shot a little video with two years ago so it's just amazing it's a really cool event it's 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 special and it's uh it's like uh I, I kind of call it a family reunion, you know, and obviously we'd love to have everybody out there um, that belongs to this big family come up. But Park Falls is certainly a small town, but it's a it's a super cool event. Absolutely. And 
And as you said, it's a, it's a one-day event, but boy, you, when you're in that uh, God's country up there and you have all those lakes that are available and streams and rivers and everything that is there, don't, don't just go for one day. Bring your boat up, get, get a, a place uh, to stay for a couple days, and maybe every day fish a different lake if you're going to be there for the week, and so many great fishing opportunities. Well, it's prime time. I was just fishing yesterday and just caught some giant smallmouth and caught them a bunch of different ways. And, you know, they're up and shallow and, and, and the, the, the walleye fishing is great. Uh, musky season just opened. So no, it's, it's really, uh, it's more than just coming up for the event. Uh, you know, some people do that, but a lot of people tie it into, to, uh, to the fishing as well. I'll tell you a funny story. There's a guy and I actually know him. He, he has come to, uh, sport shows for years he's just a classic big st Croix fan and this is so funny because i was teaching fly casting last year and i saw this truck and boat and this is god's honest truth he's pulling into our parking lot and he's literally on his rim on his trailer oh boy and he comes limping in and he gets out and i said what are you doing he said yeah man it it just blew out on me and i i just had to get here and i knew i had a mile to go and it was just it was one of those things where we actually shot him on a little video snip but he just exemplified the the fact that no matter what he was going to make it and that's what he said and it, you know it, it's hard to explain until you attend it's just a there's a lot of people there obviously a lot of people don't know each other because they come from all parts of the country but by the time you leave you feel you do if that makes sense it does you have a common interest in the outdoors and fishing and and uh and using uh st croix the best rods on earth i mean that's definitely a a, a common feeling i uh uh, on a kind of a side note to this, but the, being the best rods on earth, uh, there are so many guys you see now on some of these tournament circuits that are doing well, wearing the St. Croix logo, fishing with St. Croix rods, and you got to be really happy about that. We're very blessed to have a great pro staff out there, Dave, you being one of them. And, and uh, we, we were very careful of who we put on that. Um, they have to uh, be able to communicate our culture and uh but way beyond the rods but luckily the people that are on this pro staff just fit that you know that they, they, they believe in in all the things that we believe in so yeah and and they've had a great run or having a great run you know we're sponsoring the bass opens and we've got guys in every big area out there fishing really all species so yeah we're very fortunate to have them and they're certainly great uh great arms of uh spreading the spreading the brand for us yes absolutely so back to the customer appreciation day uh, walk me through today how does it start out there well it, it basically goes throughout the day with uh activities we have seminars that if you go on our website they're all there i'm actually giving a couple of them on my topics called bass on a budget i'm going to hit on you know, how to catch them without necessarily breaking the bank. And then I'm, I think what I'm going to do is lead it into more uh, regionally effective techniques up in the North country. And, you know, we have the lenders coming in and, and I could go on and on on the seminar end of it. And we're doing, we're doing casting instruction. They actually build a pond, a real shallow pond where we can, uh, you know, teach people whether it's fly or spinning or casting. And uh, then obviously there's all kinds of things people can purchase from clothing to rods, to tackle, to whatever. And then we're making food for people. 
which is going to be great. We'll have uh, uh, just all kinds of a uh, all kinds of events all day long. It's it's the kind of thing where people don't show up and stay for 20 minutes. A lot of people are there all day and you can meet the owners of St. Croix. They're there and, and uh, a lot of our internal staff is there and so forth. So it's just, it's a jam packed uh, day, but then it's also pretty loose where people can kind of float around and do what they want. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, and that's good. And, and they can uh, uh, make, make a day of it or a half a day there. And there, there's so many places to go there. And I got to think after you go and attend an event and you're looking at the equipment and maybe get some instruction and you have a brat or a burger or something that, boy, the, the next thing you want to do is where's the closest lake that I can go fish? And there, you look, it looks like a shotgun pattern. You look at the map up there, there, I don't care what direction you go. Uh, a lot of my best fishing is a little east of there or a little west, but you can go straight north for an hour and be on Chihuahuan Bay, one of the world's premier fisheries, certainly for smallmouth, especially right now. So, it, 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 like I said, it's it's something where if you do want to come up and fish, do a little research, um, find out what you want to catch, and there's just lakes all over the place, and they're just gorgeous. And like I said, it's it's prime time right now. Oh yeah, and and it's we we went we've talked about this earlier on one of the podcasts of not really having a spring. We went right from forties to eighties and even nineties, and it's it's everything was accelerated. I know in our area here, um, we had crappies, bluegills, and bass all on the beds at the same time, all spawning. And are you seeing that up there? It's been crazy. The water warmed up. First of all, our ice didn't go off until late. Then it warmed up like a rocket. Then the fish tried to get on beds, and it got cold, and then it blew like crazy and rattled them out. And it's been a little interesting to catch them. But one thing I noticed when I was out, I caught them like 10 different ways. I, I kept using the term spinning out because I had two of our sales reps in my boat right after a sales meeting. And you know, trying to establish a pattern. I, I caught one right at five pounds on a bladed jig and, and it hit spot lock and thought I could catch three or four more and didn't. So went in and flipped a couple out of the dock and thought I could catch them on the next five and didn't. And went out and caught one on a drop shot. And they were, they were kind of all over the place. But the point is, it's a lot of ways you can catch them. But I also believe they're going to settle in. I, this weather now is getting warm and it's getting stable. I think people that come up that want to fish, for customer appreciation day would do even better than I did last week. Yeah, they're coming into just a uh, a little later time frame, and and uh, I think most of the time by the third week of June, there the the weather is more stable. Well, it is, and the fish are established, and the bait is shallow, and the the, the bass will be done. They'll be poached, but they're still very catchable. And uh, but but again, you can go. To, what's so cool about up here is you can go to a river. Um, and you can float it and catch whatever musky smallmouth, or you can go to a lake that has a lot of tannin in it, which is a re- almost like a coffee color, or you can go to lakes that are gin clear. So you have your choice on what you want to do. And that's what, so the diversity of the fishing up there, I really put it up against anything in the country. Yeah. And there is everything there from panfish to musky and, um, it's, um, you know, a destination that if you've never gone to that uh, Park Falls, Hayward, northern Wisconsin area, you, you really got to do it because there are so many lakes um, uh, that you can hit. And like you said, the streams and the rivers and uh, 
it, there's something for everybody up there, that's for sure. And and to find out more information about this, you said they can go to St. Croix's uh, website and you can see the schedule of what's going on, um, give you some highlights of, of um June 18th for the Customer Appreciation Day. And and I know everybody there at the, the factory and everybody that's showing up to give seminars, they, they want to see as many people as they can. Well, it's our way of saying thanks, to be quite honest. I remember talking with one of our owners a few years ago about this, and that's exactly what it is. We, we appreciate every single one of our customers. Not only do they make us get we actually call them anglers, not even customers. They, they not only do they make us better, but they give us a huge sense of pride. And we just, we want to make them as good as we possibly can on the water. So to see people up there at that event is just a culmination of, uh, you know, an annual event, but it's a culmination of getting everybody together and just saying thank you. Yeah, and that, that's great. So don't miss it. June 18th up in Park Falls, St. Croix Customer Appreciation Day and, uh, or maybe it should be Angler Appreciation Day, um, and and uh, that's excellent. I, I uh, appreciate it, and uh, unfortunately, I'd love to be there, but I'm not going to be on the, the way to uh, the Potomac River to fish a tournament, but uh, Dan will be there and go listen to his seminars. You can learn so much from him. I appreciate you being on the podcast. Dave, thanks so much as always. Oh, thank you. That was Dan Johnston. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote. And this segment was brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. We will be right back. Probably one of the number one questions I get, you know, what line do I use? That's a big debate. For every tour out there, everybody's debating which line. I choose the simple side. My choice of line is Sunline. My favorite lines to use is Sunline. How all can you use it? Anywhere you want to. Anywhere there's water and bass, it's good. Walleye, catfish, trout, speckled trout, sharks. There we go. Uh, I don't say this unless I think it's true, but honestly, it's the best in the market. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Rule your water. Rule it with a St. Croix rod. Whether you take to the lake, wade the rivers, or cast from shore, St. Croix provides responsive performance, ensuring your success below every surface. With a St. Croix rod in hand, you're a part of a celebrated tradition that has spanned 70 years. Touch, power, and control are right at your fingertips and extend to you the finest fishing experience on the planet. St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote, and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. My next guest has been on before. He certainly has a passion for the outdoors. Welcome back, Dave Van Dorn. Oh, Dave, it's nice to talk to you. Thanks for having me on again. Oh, no problem. You are so active with Take a Vet and Operation Fishing Freedom. Uh, I see all the posts going on on uh, your Facebook page and their pages, and you got a lot of stuff going on. And uh, 
you, you've got a, a huge heart that you help all these people and you take these vets out and participate and, I, and you give a lot to, to them and the industry and we truly appreciate it. So uh, give us a little rundown. What's your schedule like this summer? Well, uh, as you know, we, we, we just had our Illinois event here uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, a beautiful, beautiful outing. Probably our best Illinois event. We I think we took out somewhere close to 55 or 60 vets. Uh, went out of the American Legion uh, on Route 12 in Fox Lake. And then the following Saturday, last Saturday, I was in Charlevoix, Michigan, or Boeing City, Michigan, on Lake Charlevoix. Uh, we took 50 vets out there, and uh, what a beautiful part of the country that is. And the folks there love uh, love our military veterans, and it, it, was, it was our first event in Michigan, uh, and it won't be our last. We'll, we'll be going back there. Uh, but, uh, we're getting ready. Our next big event is in Madison, Wisconsin on June 11th. And we'll have over a hundred vets at that event and close to 70, 75 guide boats. Uh, and, uh, it, it, it's, it's our flagship event. That's where we started. And it's, uh, it's, it's been a wonderful, wonderful, uh, ride so to speak yeah, uh, yeah 11 years now that and that's a long time and it's uh it's great to see the participation and great to see the sponsors and um and nice to see that you know we had a, the last couple of years with covid and everything else events had to be canceled or or uh, be run differently and and uh you know we're never going to be free of that i don't believe but we're you know we we've learned how to adapt and we will learn how to adapt with that and other things and uh keep these good causes going to get these uh these men and women uh that served our country and uh we can't thank them enough and i and i know you enjoy taking them out and hearing the stories and and uh helping them catch some fish i mean some of these places like madison that's a pretty good opportunity to catch uh, some nice fish isn't it Oh, it's it's a wonderful place to fish. Uh, the the Madison Chain of Lakes has has been really really good uh, to all of us uh, fishermen who are taking these guys, men and women, out. Uh, I want to I want to quickly back up to what you said something about COVID and yeah, uh, I one hundred percent agree with what you said, Dave. It, it it changed it changed the way we do business. Uh, Prior to COVID, we were uh, we were providing funding for veterans to get uh, various treatments, stellar gangling, block shot, uh, sending them out to the Sparta project. And what what COVID did uh, is it it kind of forced us to to redirect a little bit, and we uh, we've been expanding uh giving uh funding for these vets to get treatment uh we've added on a couple of other sources of of, of uh, help for these vets uh, uh 220 being uh, an organization that we utilize quite a bit mm -hmm. but uh you know now take a vet will fly in these vets from anywhere in the country We'll pay for the treatment and we'll fly them home. Uh, and it's been 
a real difference maker. It's it's really something to watch uh, these men and women change their lives and to be able to uh, provide some financial assistance uh, is absolutely uh, imperative. And in that good or bad, that's, that's due to COVID. Uh, you know, like I said, when you're not spending your, your donated money uh, from sponsors on big events, we utilized it in a different way. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, that's good. I mean, you, you learn how to do it differently, and I, and I think that's great. And you know what? We're going to give this again at the end, but um, to, for people that are interested in um, learning more about Take a Vet, is it takeavet.org? Uh, takeavetfishing.org. Takeavetfishing.org. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it, it'll provide you with, you know, what we're, we're doing currently, where, we're, where we've been, uh, we've... Uh, uh, and where we're going, it'll also uh, recap. Uh, just you know, if if you want to donate, uh, it'll, it'll give you that option and register for the events. We have nine events now. Uh, we added two in Florida, which we did this spring, mm -hmm. February and March, and then we added the one in Michigan. Uh, and the response. Uh, you know, obviously, there's, you know, it's all about the almighty dollar. I wish I had a bazillion of them. I could get all these men and women out. But, uh, yeah, we are we, we are uh, solely operate on, on donated funds. We're, we're driven by donation. And uh, it's 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 been like I said, it's been 11 years. It's been a great partnership, both with corporations and individuals and the work keeps on going absolutely now uh, to take a vet is is one thing operation fishing freedom is another arm of it tell us a little bit about that i know you said you recently were taping for that yes uh okay first thing is we we, we changed the name uh it's now operation healing heroes and it is uh a television show that has been on the Discovery Channel. I think this is our sixth year, and uh, we just uh, got picked up again for I think another two. And what it started out as is, you know, we were hearing all these incredible stories while out on the boat doing our take of that fishing events, and uh, Jake Arsecki, our president. Uh, had lost his grandfather who served uh, in World War II on the beaches of Normandy. And he, and he thought, you know, it, it, these stories uh, of these individuals need to be told. Uh, so they're not, they're not lost. And essentially it's, a, it, uh, it's not a fishing show, but it is a documentary per se, told out of a boat. And uh, you're not going to learn how to tie knots. You're not going to learn how to catch muskies or, you know, finesse bass. But what you are going to learn about is uh, the conflicts of World War II and Vietnam and, 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 and the struggles that every veteran faced coming home uh, 
the kids, and I, I mean that respectfully, to you and me, they're kids, Dave, because we're getting old. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the kids coming back from uh, Afghanistan and Iraq uh, have all uh, uh, have a story to tell. And, uh, you know, it, we're doing what we can to get some of those stories out. Uh, one other thing I'd like to mention about the television show. Sure. That, too, is a non-for-profit. Uh, and that, too, solely operates on donation. Uh, yes, uh, companies like Grey Clips, uh, Jans Valor, uh, are humongous supporters of uh, both Take of Fishing and Operation Healing Heroes. Without them, uh, we, we, we'd struggle. Uh but that being said, uh, it's 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 something that needs to be done, and, and these are stories that need to be told so we we don't lose our history. You know, uh, we're a great country, and people have died for us to have the rights that we have, and it's it's important to tell their story. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. I, I think that it is very important. Now, um, can they get to the Operation Healing Heroes uh, through the takeofvetfishing.org, or is there another source to seek yeah, that out? Uh, either, you can go to takeofvetfishing.org, or at Operation Healing Heroes has its own website as well. Okay. Uh, same thing. Okay, dot .org. Uh, yeah. Dot .org, yeah. Got it. Yep. Yeah, no, that's good. And if you want to find out, and then those stories do need to be told because that allows all of us to do whatever our passion is in life, whether that's fishing or hunting or camping or outdoors or, or uh, you know, just spending time in nature. We're allowed to do that because of these heroes that are out there. And 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 I uh, appreciate the stories that they have. It's uh, uh, glad to see that you guys got picked up again for for you said the sixth year. Uh, I think it's seven and eight to be honest. Seven and eight, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, if after all these years uh, of volunteering for the both organizations, uh, my wife and I were talking about this. You know, some of these folks have seen just the absolute worst humanity can dig out, and. It's nice to be on the other side where you get an opportunity to show them that, you know, some of the best that humanity uh, has to offer and communities and companies and individuals coming together to just say thank you and provide assistance when it's needed. And that's that's the good part of of humanity and it's been uh, an absolute uh, honor and pleasure to be able to help facilitate that a little bit yeah you've done a great job there so take a vet fishing.org operation healing heroes.org uh dave van dorn i am up against the clock but glad to have you on again look forward to the next time we get to talk and uh thank you for what you do and thank you for the organizations that you're hooked up with uh, we will talk to you soon Thank you very much, Dave. Uh, thank you. That was Dave Van Dorn. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote. And this segment was brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel. For those with a passion for the outdoors, the We Fish ASA podcast will be right back.
The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Calcutta, we're an outdoor coastal trading company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. Born in the back of a Florida bait and tackle shop, Calcutta was created with a rebellious spirit and a goal to offer hardworking outdoor products at a reasonable price. Calcutta builds the products that fit your lifestyle. We're on a mission to help you reclaim your free time and to declare mutiny on the mundane. Depend on Calcutta gear and apparel. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Petula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. I am Steve Sarley. My partner Dave Kranz is remote. Please don't forget that We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Speaking of proud, I'm very proud to have our guest on with us today. He's not been he has not been on the show before, and I'm really happy to have gotten him to do this. Uh, he is, I, I, I don't like to throw uh, phrases like this around loosely, but when you, when you say hot stick, th this guy is about it. Th there isn't anybody fishing better in professional bass fishing right now than our guest, Wesley Strader. Hey, Wesley, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing just fine. Uh, am I am I exaggerating saying you're about the hottest stick going? Listen, I ain't never been the hottest stick going. They Kevin Van Dam, Jacob Wheeler, all those other guys there way hotter stick than I am. I'm just a I'm just a mediocre trying to get it done, check getting guys what I am. Oh man, oh man. You know, I will tell you in all in all honesty, and, and I, I think the world of you and, and your abilities of doing this, I, you've been doing this for twenty years and I think you've been flying below the radar an awful lot, and and you should be a bigger star in the world of fishing than you are. You've got uh, you got six major victories in your career. You have fished starting with FLW uh, into uh, you you fished uh, the biggest tournaments. You fished Bassmaster. You you've uh, fished the classics. You fished the, the Red Crest and Major League Fishing. You have fished them all, and you've held well against everybody. You fished against the best. You performed excellently against the the best. And the amazing thing is, you have won over two million dollars in career winnings. That blows my mind. It blows my mind too, because I don't know where it all went. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking. I'm looking at your bio, and it says you have a wife and a daughter. So I think I got a clue as to where it all went. Well, I also got two granddaughters, so uh, that's probably where most of it goes. Them granddaughters, so 
and, and you're and you're not complaining anyway. That's a treat to, to spoil those grandchildren, isn't it? Yeah, and you can give them right back. That's the great thing about it. You don't have to keep them forever. You can get back. If you get tired here, you can have back. <laughs> but you can have back. Here you go. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't have any yet. I, I'm jealous of you. I don't have any yet. And I said my, my ambition is to uh, for one of my kids to give me grandchildren so I can have them over here, get them all sugared up and hyper, yeah, and then I, send I mean, them I, back home. I can, I can loan you some for a while <laughs> if you need them. <laughs> oh, that is, that is a wonderful thing. How old are you, man? I just turned 50 back in November. No kidding. No yes. kidding. You don't, you don't look 50 in the least. Well, thank you. That's what everybody says, but uh, I don't feel 50 either. Oh, incredible. I feel, hey, I, I feel 18. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's good. That's good. Hey, uh, talking about 2 million, uh, I think it's 2 million, uh, over two and a quarter million dollars to be honest. Like, you know, just that quarter million is just small change compared to the 2 million. But you, you, you look at that and you start counting up the number of guys who have won over $2 million professional bass fishing, it is not a long list at all. That is really an elite list when you look at it. And well, uh, I, I never, I never, I never even really looked at it like that. Oh man, oh man! There, I mean, you know, you you look at uh, uh, three million, and I think you can count them on two hands. Uh, two million, and, and it'd be one side of a piece of typing paper. Uh, and you're not done, you know. You're not done. I think three million is definitely within within reach for you. Uh, you know, uh, I think that would be cool. Did you ever anticipate making the kind of money and having the success that you are having right now? You know, I, the whole thing. I knew I always wanted to be a professional fisherman, but I didn't really know how to go about doing it. And I started out in uh, in like the red. It used to be called red bands and other BFALs and uh, and. Um, I, I, this is what I asked the good Lord. I said, I, you know, I don't want to be rich. I don't want to be famous. I just want you to make it where I can make a living doing what I love to do. And that's exactly what he's done. And I'm not rich or famous, but he's let me pursue my dream and make a living at it. And that's all I ever asked for. What What did you do prior to becoming a full-time professional bass fisherman? Uh, I, was, uh, I was a highline lineman for a while. And then... Uh, I about got to, about left the world about two or three times on that that gig and uh, and then uh, I had a talk with my dad one day. He told him what was going on and he's like, you know, he said he was like forty at the time. He told me, he said, look, life's too short to be unhappy. He said, you're you don't have any kids. He said, if you want to fish for a living, go for it. And if you don't make it, then you didn't make it. But don't look back, go say, I wish I would have done that. He said, life's too short. So. I put all my energy and efforts into fishing, and uh, I beat nails, drove bulldozers, backhoes, I screwed concrete. I done whatever I could do in between tournaments until I, you know, was uh, fortunate enough or the good Lord finally seen fit that I could make a living fishing. Excellent. Very, very good. Uh, at what stage in your lifetime did you get married to Stephanie? I was 24, and she was 23. It was in 1992. So you were working... Uh, as a lineman back when, when, uh, when yeah, you met? I was a high, I was a high line lineman for the Tennessee Valley Authority. I worked for Transmission Power Services, so we built we built the big stuff. You know, the big tires that go across the river. And, you know, so, uh, so didn't she didn't really work with a lot of uh, uh, energized stuff, but a lot of uh, you know, like uh, replacing a pole line with a steel line or 
or new lines going from a you know maybe a a, a power facility to another another power facility or or to another a substation. So you you were you were married and uh, you were fishing some tournaments at a lower level at that time. I was I was actually I I, I had started fishing. The way it started out, I was fishing like Jerry Ryan's and stuff like that, and it was the year after uh, Mike Terry had won a hundred thousand dollars at Bugs Island, and they had come out. The FLW had changed from, I think it had changed from the Golden Blend to the FLW Tour. Uh huh. And in '98, that was the first year that they had. No, '97. I'm sorry. '97 was the first year that they made all six events a hundred grand first place. And uh, I had signed up for them, and I got in one of them. I didn't get any any of them until they got to Kentucky Lake, and they called me that they that, that I was on the waiting list, and if I wanted to fish Kentucky Lake, I could. So I had a hundred dollars in my pocket. Me and Dad had just come back from a Bugs Island tournament. It wasn't that I didn't have any money; it's just I had a hundred dollars cash in my pocket from, you know, it ain't like nowadays where you can do all your banking on the phone. You actually have to go to the <laughs> bank and do, you know, paper transactions. Sure. So, I had to leave Bugs Island and drive straight from there to uh, to Kentucky Lake, and lo and behold, I ended up finishing 11th in that event, and that gave me enough money. I missed the top 10 by three ounces. That gave me enough money to pay all my deposits and one entry fee for the 98 season, and that, I ain't never looked back. That's where I, I just, I'd make a check, just put it to the next one, make a check, put it to the next one, and and I, I mean, the first year I fished, I qualified for the Forcewood Cup, and and so on and so on. Here I am. All right. So, at what point was it that you told Stephanie you were going to make this change into, into well, professional she fishing? Wasn't, she, she wasn't really happy about that. I, it was probably the day I quit my job with TBA. I had a really good job. Oh, uh, she just throwed a fit and didn't really see the. She didn't really see that you could make a living fishing. And then, and in two thousand and was it two thousand and two? I won a hundred thousand dollars. Hundred ten thousand at Lake Washita. Yeah. In the FLW, and then she saw that it could be done, and uh, and then it went from there. It it opened her eyes up, and she saw the potential, and and then she jumped on board as the business manager back in two thousand and fifteen when I lost my Walmart deal with FLW, and we just kind of took it over ourselves, and it's been it's been pretty good. Oh man! Oh man! I got. Since she jumped on board, it's been a lot better. She can get a, lot, a woman can get things done a lot better than a man can, as far as it comes to talking and negotiating. Excellent. Women, women drive a hard bargain. I, I am I am so happy to have you on even more than I said before right now, because you know how many guys I've asked that question to about what happened when you told your girlfriend or your fiance or wife you were going to quit your job and become a fisherman. They always say, oh, she supported me right from the beginning. She loved me. And I, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. I, I, I'm so happy to hear somebody who's going to get their butt kicked for quitting their job. <laughs> You'd have thought I had her down pulling her teeth out of her head when I told her I quit my job. She, was, she wasn't happy, I can tell you that. Oh, I, I, can, I can imagine that. That is that is so huge. Uh, you, you know, I, I, you may be tired of hearing this, and you can just say, we'll skip this one, but... There's so much been written and talked about as far as you almost not being with us because of your uh, past employment. Uh, what's that all about? Well, uh, I, I want to say it was a close call, and, and here, here's the whole story behind it. It wasn't just one event. There was a couple of events that happened. I was working in the wetlands in Georgia, and 
we were having to fly. We were working one side of a high line, and the, it was an H structure. One side had already been heated up to 161,000 volts. And uh, I'm just going to explain this in general terms. Uh, the arc factor on 161,000 volts is 48 inches. So anything comes within 48 inches of that, that power, it can arc and jump over. So we were working with a helicopter, and we was having to get on angle poles. We was having to be on the angle pole, which is, of course, the, the, the line turns directions, either 90, 90 degree or a little bit 40 degrees or whatever it is. And we was having to let the helicopter bring the rope in because it's a wetlands. I was flying the pulling rope in, and we was having to hold this big wheel. It's called a block, and it looks like a big pulley, and it's got an airplane arm on it. And mm-hmm. the airplane arm is so the it'll guide the rope into the into the pulley. Well, the pulleys on the angle poles were small, so you'd have to you would have to get up there. When he got it in, you'd have to hold it out till he got tension on it, so the rope would get in get in the bind, get caught in caught up. Well. I'm the last guy at the pole. It's me and Chad Suttles. I'm the last guy. We alternated. You know, there's four arm, there's four wires, the static wire being the top. And I'm the last guy to go up. It's my turn. I get to the top, and he's flying in a piece. This is not a rope now. This is actually two number nine pieces of wire woven together. It's called a static line. That's what catches any voltage or static that rolls through the air along the line. So... The helicopter comes, a kick gets in the block, I hold it up, I tell him to hold on, I want to get down the pole, and I'm like 100 feet in the air, and he, he looks at me, weighs me off like something was wrong, so unbeknownst to me, he was about out of gas, so he was trying to get, <laughs> he was trying to get this done, and I was about halfway down the pole, and he missed the line, landing in the next one, it jumped over the girder, and it slid across the pole, and it came, it came within 48 inches of the line so and my buddy's on the ground screaming jump he's telling me jump i'm probably 60 feet there and he's telling me to jump i'm like what i I don't understand what's going on and when i got to the ground he hugged me and tackled me he goes god you're lucky to be alive what what are you talking about and then i had nightmares about it forever so anyway that's that was what that was all about and man oh man times on the job and off a pole and all that so it was just i mean i love my job but it's just and it was dangerous, and you had to worry about more about everybody around you than yourself. So wow, that is a, and my that, heart. And my heart wasn't in it anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mind working. It's just my heart was elsewhere. You know, I take I take time off without pay, and they would get mad because I take leave without pay, so I could go fish a tournament on the. You know, I'd have a big tournament coming up, and I take an extra day off and. Yeah, and I understand that I put people in the bind. You know, I get it being older. You know, that's. You know, I put them in a bind. They had to work harder. So, but I just really wasn't. My heart wasn't in it. My heart was in the fishing. Well, I, I, I'm glad you followed your heart. You did the right thing because you're doing so gosh darn well right now. It's it's incredible. Uh, let's take a real quick break. Let our sponsors have a word. When we come back. We'll talk more with Wesley Strader. I have him tell us about some of his sponsors and uh, this really hot streak that he's on. Well, you know what? You, you I swear you go to WesleyStrader.com and look him up. This guy's been on a hot streak for 20 years. He's one of the uh, uh, one one of the unknown gems in the world of professional bass fishing. He is gosh darn good. He is Wesley Strader. I am Steve Sarley. This is We Fish ASA, and we will be right back.
You know, when I look at the tournaments I've won, probably four or five of the boats that I've won have been on a tube. But I had completely gotten away from flipping a tube because nobody, nobody made one soft enough. Big Bite has come with this new tour series of baits. The thing that's probably the most unique is when you look at that bait, the salt just rolls out of it. And to me, that is the reason a fish bites a tube and hangs on to it. This isn't one of those, let's go out and catch some smallmouth tube. This is a let's get it done tube. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Petula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. The St. Croix story has evolved over 70 years. With gritty determination, St. Croix built the most advanced fishing rod facility in the world. And with it, a world-class brand that has earned the respect and admiration of anglers around the planet. We will continue to challenge ourselves, our employees, and our partners to be the best every day. We're proud to celebrate 70 years of passion and commitment to making the best rods on earth. St. Croix. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. On the air with one of my new favorite guys. He is a, guy, uh, he is a really, really excellent Bass fisherman with over two and a quarter million dollars in career winnings. Uh, plenty more to add onto that list as the uh, as 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 we move forward in time. And he's on such a streak right now. I'm scared to even predict what his total will be by the end of this year. He is from Tennessee, the one and only Wesley Strader. Hey, uh, what's your home water in Tennessee? Uh, my home lake's Watts Bar. Grew up on it my whole life. So right. from the time I was just, uh, time I was little till now, I've, I've lived. I don't actually live on the water, but I live like five minutes from it. But I grew up on the water when I lived with mom and dad. Watts Bar was is a power plant lake, is it not? Yeah, it's just one of the lakes on the Tennessee River system. Uh, it's a gener it's a it's a power generation lake or flood control and power generation lake. Is that nuclear power? Uh, we well actually our nuclear plant. Our nuclear plant is on the downstream side of Watts Bar Dam, which actually makes Chickamauga having two nuclear plants on it. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. Um, I, I know I'm familiar with with, uh, with uh, uh, the nuclear power plants and what it does to the water. It tends to make the water very, very warm. Not, not so much. Not so much ours. It's uh, they pump the warmer water out in the middle of the river. It doesn't just run in on one spot. It comes okay. up out in the middle. And um, they have precipitators that cool, that cool that water down before before it comes back in the lake. So it's not really that hot. All right, fair enough. Good. I, I'm from up in the uh, up in the Midwest, and we have a number of power plant lakes. And you know they, they, they never freeze; they're always warm in the summer. You know, you get out on the lake, and the uh, the water yeah. the water's 94 degrees, and uh, oh my goodness, you know, you feel like you're getting cooked in a boat. Uh, but that is not the, and it also affects the, the, the makeup of the lake. In effect, it's very hard to, for vegetation to grow in water that, that, that's that hot, but you don't see that down where you're at. No, you know, most of our, you know, vegetate, we, we got a lot of, a lot of aquatic vegetation and it, 
Iron's mostly, you know, it kills off in the wintertime when they draw down the lake six. We get, we were on a flood control lake, so in the wintertime, they draw it and Chickamauga. The only lakes they don't draw down are Gunnerville and Nickajack. So we're on about a six-foot draw down every, every November, October and November till about the middle of April. Okay. Uh, you fished uh, you fished uh, a lot of the circuits uh, and done well in all of them. Uh, and obviously, you're very happy being with Major League Fishing right now. Um, why did you make that move to them? Uh, when, you know, <laughs> this is really hard to explain. Uh, you know, I went from FLW to making the elites. I made the elites three times, but never took it because I had, you know, I had deals with you know, the FLW deals, and it was just hard to, that's where I grew up at, where I fished at, it's hard to cut ties, and, but I qualified in 2007, 2017 for the 2018 elite season, and I, I switched over to it, and then unbeknownst to me in 2000, at the end of 2018, they came up with major league fishing, and then I had to make another hard decision, so I had to make two really tough decisions in my career, back to back, two years in a row, so um, but I've been with them since the inception in 2019. Uh, I had fished the, uh, the select series, you know, where the selects and, uh, I really loved the format. It really fit, it really fit the way I like to fish, you know, just, I, I haven't ever been a guy that really catches a lot of giant fish. I just, I just had an act for being able to figure out how just to catch fish, you know, just being able to catch bass. So it, it, it fell in the way I like to fish and I thought, well, I think I could do really good at this. All right. What, you said it first. What's a giant fish, the Wesley Strader? What's what now? What is a giant fish? Oh, to me, anything over five pounds is a giant to me. I mean, you know, uh, five pounders are hard to come by. Depends on where you're at, but a lot of lakes, a five pounder or bigger is hard to come by. Man, oh, man, you are listening to the most honest guy on the tournament circuit here. Not only did his wife get mad at him when he quit his job to go fishing, He'll actually tell you that a five-pounder is a giant, and I, you know what? Everybody that's listening to this is saying, to say, man, I wish I would catch a five-pounder. Uh, you know, a four-six is my personal best. Five pounds is big. I, I love hearing that. You, you are like the, you're like the. Uh, uh, now, now, listen, I, I mean, a big one is five pounds. Five pounds are bigger, but now a giant, ten pounds are bigger. That's a okay. Giant. Yeah, I, I, I say that. Uh, Five pound is like a daydream, and ten pounds is a uh, a absolute falling asleep dream that's never going to happen while you're awake. It, it, it's 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 amazing. And and talking to all you guys like I do all the time, there are so few guys that uh, well, nobody ever catches a ten pounder in competition. Very few do. I, I have been fortunate enough to catch two of those in my life, and one of them was in during a tournament, and. It, my personal best, which was 10-3. And then I saw a guy make a post one time. We, I had made a post on Facebook about catching this and catching that. And somebody made some kind of negative comment. Well, these guys should catch 10-pounders everywhere they go. There's there's only a handful of guys in the circuit that's called a 10-plus pound bass. I mean, well, probably two handfuls. It's just a 10-pounder is like a, a, a booner, like a, a buck, like a 180-inch deer or bigger. That's just... That's the that's probably that's a booner in my book. A booner is a ten pound plus bass. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, uh, people don't realize. I've said I said that to somebody recently on the show. I said when when you look at it, oh, you got eighty guys fishing, 
you know, for, for, for three days, uh, that's 240 days of fishing. Why, you'd think that you would ca- catch a 10-pounder out of that. I said, well, you know, if, if, a, if a good weekend fisherman went 240 days on the water, chances are he's never going to catch a 10-pounder. Well, so why should, why should that turn up in a tournament, you know? And uh, you've, got, uh, you've got other things to face. There, there's weather and circumstances that, that you can't fish around. Uh, it, it, it's difficult, and uh, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a testament to, to what guys do. And obviously, it's, it's where you're fishing, where you're fishing, too. You know uh, it's, like, it's, it's like if you play golf, it's like hitting hole in one. How many hole in ones have you ever hit in your life? Uh, exactly, exactly, and uh, uh, boy, I hate I hate to use the word luck anytime in in fishing because people who don't understand fishing or, or don't enjoy fishing will say, "Well, fishing is just luck," you know. And mm. it, it, it is you not- can make you can make your own luck. There's a certain strategy to things and understanding patterns and and being able to read the water. You can take luck. Now, I'll take you. I'll give you this. There is that one one or two times in a tournament, you do get lucky. That's just the way it is. But when you got it dialed in, that ain't luck. No, no, you're right. You're, you're right about that. There, 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 there may be luck when, you know, when you lose, you lose by an ounce or two. You know, is that guy really, the guy that beat you out by two ounces, is he really better than you? Or is he just lucky to get one fish? That weigh two ounces better than your best fish, and I think there is a little bit of luck in there. But you know, they, they always say that about the even a blind squirrel gets an acorn now and then. Uh, you, you can't be a blind squirrel and get a lot of acorns. You know, you can get no, one. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Luck, luck can put one, and and luck, luck can put one in the box for you. But you got to get a limit in the box. That that's not luck at all. No, no. Not when you can do it over and over and over and over again. No, that that separates the that definitely separates the men from the boys. What what's your favorite body of water to go to? Golly, man, my knee is going to ask that. And man, it, I can't I can't just narrow it down to one. There's just certain places I've been in my life that I mean, the St. Lawrence River is one of them. The Upper Mississippi River is one of them. Wow. I mean. And the thing about the Upper Mississippi River is, it's like it, I, it's kind of like where I grew up at. It's current. It's a river, and there's just used to, and still is. You just catch a lot of two to three pound bass. You don't catch a lot of big ones, but it's just it's fun. You know what I mean? And you know, in St. Lawrence, it's one of those deals where it's just you know big smallmouth, and it's just it's just fun. And it's it's one of those fun places you don't get to visit very often, but it's it's really it's world class fishing. Is there any lake that shows up when they announce the new schedule that when you see the name, you go, oh, dang it, why are we going here? I don't want to do this. Oh, man, I used I used to have one of those, but it's uh, not really anymore. I don't, it just, it, the, way that, the way the format is now, it's just, it's kind of set up for just everybody. You know what I mean? There's not one guy that's going to have an advantage over the other, you know, so it's, uh, I used to not like going to Beaver Lake, but now to look back at it, I'd be tickled to go to Beaver Lake. It's okay. Just, you know, it's got a lot of fish in it. Great answer. Great answer. Hey, what do you think about these new uh, events that they're doing? Um, like, uh, I don't know exactly what you call them, but out of the ordinary, they're doing the team events. Uh, Going to start filming those in October. And, uh, you know, this is an individual sport, and now they're talking about uh, uh, teaming up 
uh, three guys and three boats being on the team and having well, a team competition. I think it's going to be refreshing. It's just you know, that's the thing about this this format, dude. There's so many th- options you could do with it, and I, I think one of the things too is with the cup events, we're kind of getting confused with the uh, with the Bass Pro Tour events, and this is the way to really separate it. And it's going to add a new challenge to things. It's going to be man, you put three heads together, three good heads together. It was neat to watch it how they could communicate with the earpiece in their ear and hey, what are you catching them on? Where are you at? You know, what are you doing? So it uh I I'm curious to see about some of these guys that are real secretive that don't want to give away their secrets, how they're gonna fare in the game because you've seen it go down a little bit at the last one. Brian Brian Thrift is a really secretive guy. Like he don't want you knowing what he's throwing, how he's throwing it. And I won't forget watching the episode where Mark Gross says, What what do you catch them on, Brian? He said, a, a jerk bait. Well, what kind? He said, a floating one. <laughs> he, he, didn't want to, he didn't want to let the cat out of the bag. So mm. it, was pretty, it was pretty funny. I like that aspect of it. And uh, It's just going to change things. I think this uh, whole picking your team with a reverse draw like the NFL draft is is going gonna, gonna to be some strategy involved in it. Oh, I think it's great. I think it's great for Major League Fishing. Uh, it shows where they're at. They're very innovative, and that's why they're growing and growing. And that's why you're winning and winning, and you're going to keep winning, man. Two and a quarter million dollars, hard to believe. Uh, but you know what? It's just going to go and go. You started out, you're having a great year, and I know you're going to finish strong. Wesley Strader, I'd really like to thank you for being with us today. Please keep up the good work. Keep on winning, and uh, God bless you and your family. Well, thank you, and thanks for having me on the show. Sorry I couldn't understand there a couple times. It just kind of cut out, but... Uh... It's uh, technical difficulties, but uh, thank you for having me on the show, and God bless you. Wesley Strader, have a great season. We'll talk to you soon. That wraps up this week's edition of the We Fish ASA podcast, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. I'd like to thank today's guests, Dan Johnston from St. Croix, Dave Van Dorn, Take a Vet Fishing, and from Major League Fishing, Wesley Strader. Nice guy, great fisherman, Wesley Strader. I'd like to thank our sponsors, St. Croix, the best rods on earth, Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, and Daiwa. We've got your bass covered. Boy, they do have it covered. Daiwa Reels. Remember that We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our podcast each and every week. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts or check it out at our website, wefishasa.com. You can always contact us there. We answer all of our uh, correspondence, so please have at it on your keyboard. If you like what you hear, please let us know. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about or somebody you think we should have on the show, let us know that, too. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner is Dave Kranz. We'll see you next week. Now, let's go fishing. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it.